0: Hey, what's going on? This is the show. I hate myself. I also hate myself. I hate myself.
1: I probably won't
0: kill myself. One time I got a bonerill, I got a massage, and I was too embarrassed, and I never said anything, and I never got a massage again. Cause I
1: hate myself.
0: And welcome to I Hate Myself. I'm Joe Troman. Hi, I'm Wade Randolph. There he is. How's it going, Joe? It's okay. Should I be should I be flat out honest?
2: Yeah, be, be flat out honest. Yeah.
0: I had a vasectomy yesterday. So I'm lying down.
2: Yeah, we were supposed to record yesterday. I knew that wasn't going to happen. There's no way you could have surgery and record.
0: I thought I'd be able to do it. I also thought I'd be able to like get in a car today and take my daughter to get her shots. Not not COVID shots, just her three year old checkup. But I, I'm just stuck in bed. Um, my testicles are swollen. That's just the reality of the situation. And sitting down <laughs> is hard. Uh, you know, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna make it clear. I'm infertile. You're my
2: second friend who has gotten a vasectomy. So if you need any advice, I'll put you in contact. Yeah, should I with have done it? <laughs> I you can undo it, right? Can't you undo it?
0: Or I think it, it's it's. I don't think it's as easy as they as it's claimed to be, but, you know, I think, you know, I was excited to go outside because the weather, it's so, the weather's nice, it's, you know, we live in sunny Southern California and it's, um, you know, but now I'm stuck in a bed all day, you know, boo-hoo, but.
2: Uh, Well, I haven't been outside in like a year, so I don't know.
0: But you're liking that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. I don't want to go out there. It's scary out there.
0: Well, of course it's scary out there. I'm making myself agoraphobic. Literally the air can kill you. It's like a it's like an M. Night, it's like a bad M Night Shyamalan movie come to life.
2: Um the hap- the happening is one of the best movies ever <laughs> uh, to watch ironically. It's great. great.
0: I watched that movie. I was supposed to take my wife before we were married to Japan to propose to her. And our flight was delayed a whole day, and it was actually my birthday. So they put us up at an Omni Hotel in near O'Hare Airport, and we watched The Happening and the Sex in the City movie, the first one. Pretty bad, pretty bad double feature. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good, man. Um, like I, en- I was, I enjoyed it, you know. No,
2: me and my friends used to like get together once a year and get stoned and watch The Happening because we love it.
0: Man, I was so high on Valium yesterday. And by the way, this isn't a PSA for drugs are awesome. They, they can be, they can also not be. Is, I took Valium to get my vasectomy surgery, so I was loopy as fuck. And I decided, while being super high, I just really wanted to watch The Three Amigos. That was the movie I wanted to watch. I hadn't seen it in you know, over a decade. I watched that, and then I watched a movie called Slacks, about pants that kill people. Is that real? it's real it's on shutter
2: yeah we gotta talk to shutter man we, we can do better than that
0: oh we could definitely do better than that shutter if you're listening i know other podcasts say you're the netflix of horror i think you're the you are just you we love you we got a pitch for you okay yeah you're
2: the shutter of shutter
0: you're the shutter of shutter <sighs> how else are you doing man anything else going on uh, my PlayStation account got stolen. Oh, no. Those things are so hackable. Why are they so hackable?
2: I don't know. But they bought a bunch of games, which I guess now I own, because they can't, like, take them away from me, as far as I know.
0: Can you get, like, at least refunded?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully my credit card just, like, turns down the charges or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: What games do you have But, now? uh...
2: Huh? What games are they Not good ones. Like, nothing I would have bought. Like, some Need for Speed game... Tekken people are still playing Tekken I guess
0: Mm-mm. well just that person is I don't know I but don't
2: they know. have a they have a PS5 and I don't so
0: oh goodness so they're playing fancy bad games
2: yes they're the the games that are bad look better to this thief than to me
0: <laughs> so you so so you have no interest in going anywhere huh do you just enjoy the fact that since outside is dangerous, gives you like just a permission to not go outside you don't have feel any guilt
2: yeah i get i mean you know i drive around and stuff but i don't uh i don't know man i feel like going places is like an obligation i, I just booked i just booked a flight home for july 4th and i'm already dreading that because i just don't i
0: just mm, well, i don't want to go. why would you go on a plane why don't you drive
2: I mean, it's like a it's like a sixteen hour drive. Yeah, but you do,
0: but you always told me you like doing it. do like well, doing that.
2: because I'll I'll be immunized at that point, and mm. I mean, you know, it's July. I think that's true. We'll be when kind you get of back to normal, sh- right? When you
0: get your next shot, uh, Wednesday. Which one did you get?
2: I got Moderna, and they say the side effects for the second one are really bad. Was Moderna, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: You know. I don't know. I had the Pfizer. I'm fully vaccinated. My side effects for that were headache, fatigue. My skin was a little touchy. You know, just it hurt a little bit. And I was just, you know.
2: Did you get a blood clot that
0: killed you? I got a blood clot that killed me. Um, <laughs> what else happened? All the skin f- came off my hands. Uh, oh wow!
2: And now, and now your Bill Gates is tracking. this isn't even
0: tracking. a real. See my tongue here. That's a replacement tongue. Because my other one, What's just, it? The other one popped off. Second shot popped <laughs> off and ran away. Well, you got and that like, taken <laughs> care of The <very> <laughs> dude, <laughs> It ran away. Yeah. That's that's what happened to me. But outside of that, it was fine. Uh, I heard the Moderna's a little worse, but I don't really know. I think it's different, different uh, bad reactions for different folks. Yeah, or I don't
2: care. Whatever. Like, there, you know, it's, all, it's just, I just, I just, I don't know.
0: You don't know. I both
2: want this to be over and don't want it to be over because then I'm going to have to start going places again.
0: Will you go with me to Spitz?
2: Yeah, for sure. Get a beer? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think That's we could do easy. that. I think we could do that now. Um, I mean, probably. I mean, like, we could sit outside, probably, right?
2: Yeah, plus, I wonder if they have, uh, because there's that sunroom kind of place. I wonder if that's open, because that's basically outside. They can just,
0: like, open all the, 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 basically the walls, almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We should do that. But I'm as lazy, but you know what? I have a desperation to leave. Like, you know, Fall Out Boy was supposed to do a tour. I would like to go do that. I'd like to go out and just see somewhere else and be somewhere else just to kind of get out of my own depressive funk but at the same time like I want to go have a beer with you and it be like yeah let's do it and I want to but to get myself to do it is a is a chore in itself oh totally yeah what do you think that um, is do you think it's just laziness or do you think that connects back to probably the kind of thing that depression is which is just like just get off the couch man once you get off the couch it's great yeah <laughs> it's, I mean
2: it's probably yeah. it's probably just like I don't know if it's my whole thing is it's and I say this, I say this too often, but it's, it's, it's like contentment to me. And if I'm just like, if I'm just happy at home, why would I, why would I go to Spitz? You know what I mean? Cause then, cause then I'm just like getting out of my comfort zone a little bit, even though Spitz is fine. I've been there a million times. It's like, yeah, you know, and you, know
0: you and I will have a good time because right. we'll just get like whatever the happy hour beer is. I'll order some of yeah. those weird, like, things that are taquitos, but aren't taquitos because they're Mediterranean. Doquitos Or wait, are they called? That... But there's something taquito. Have... It is. Have... It's like a, it's a Mediterranean taquito.
2: Yeah, taquito. And then, oh man, what are the, what are the main things? Well,
0: let's look it oh, up. All right, do- we're going to don- go this... don- it's, a do- oh, it's like a doner kebab. It's a donor is it a doner? doner kebab or a doner kebab?
2: I don't know. I don't know how to do the O with the two dots over
0: it. Oh, yeah. It's got an umlaut on it. It's like duner doon- uh, kebab? <laughs> Motley crew, do, duner. But that's an,
2: oh, it's an it's not an umlaut, it's an
0: omlaut. Omlaut?
2: Let's look at it. I, I don't know if that's what it's called.
0: I have no idea. I'm looking at their menu right now. We're going to go over the Spitz's Mediterranean street food menu, everybody.
2: This is all getting cut.
0: There's no, there are no uh, accents on the O's. What? There aren't. Not here. Not on their menu.
2: Probably because they couldn't figure out how to do it online.
0: I think that's right. Maybe they're also afraid of like doing it wrong and offending um, German people. Is it Mediterranean people? Well, no. But when you do the um, when you do those, isn't that the? Oh man, now I'm now I'm ruining I'm ruining I it. I thought the
2: umlaut was is that
0: German? I thought it was like it's Scandinavian. Or is it Scandinavian yeah. umlaut? Okay, let's look at an umlaut. German or Hungarian to indicate so it's a mark used over a vowel to indicate. Yeah. Well, I mean vowel quality. Sure, of course we know that. So I'm wrong. Well, listen, once again, Scandinavians. They have they have everything. They have IKEA. They have mayonnaise and French fries. What? They have, bla- a- they have black metal. They have everything. It's
2: the happiest place on earth, right? Outside of Disneyland, I think.
0: I think technically they're still in a long-standing suit with Disneyland for that phrase. <laughs> have you I been will- to Disneyland?
2: No, to Scandinavia any of the any of the Scandinavian. Yeah, I've
0: been. I've been. A, I've been to Sweden. Is it great?
2: Um, Is it cold? What, what what time of year were you there? I didn't get to
0: ex- really experience a lot. It's like, I'm like, you know, for, for, for folks in bands, often we're like, you know, especially when, when you're doing things like festival circuits, you know, you go to a place like Sweden for like a day. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you're there for that day. You don't really right. experience. <laughs> I'd love to experience more.
2: Um so that's the only time you were there, just for you're just kind of passing. Yeah, I be, yeah,
0: I've been to those places. Is, is Switzerland. That's not. Is that is that Scandinavia or is that just Europe?
2: Um, it's Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, right? I think so. What what constitutes? No, Denmark.
0: Wait, I've been fuck. to Den. I've been to Denmark. I've been to Denmark, and that was um. What's what's Copenhagen? Yeah, I've been to Copenhagen and walked around. You know, I walked around Copenhagen because. The airline lost my uh, entire pedal board. So I had to go find a guitar shop and build a new pedal board hours before. for real? Before a festival called Copenhell.
2: Oh, wait, Finland. Um, Norway, Sweden, Finland.
0: Okay, well. And then, yeah, uh, I mean,
2: Denmark is there. I don't know uh, if it's considered. I don't
0: know if it is. So, yeah, I've only been to Sweden. That's the only part I haven't been to. I don't think I've been to Norway, which is a weird thing to say. But if you've because most people know where they've been
2: right but, yeah i've i've know. been to mexico and that's Mex- it
0: that's it you haven't been to canada
2: uh no i haven't been to canada and now they won't let they won't let us in
0: there you gotta go
2: <laughs> i thought about moving up there honestly you gotta like, thinking,
0: that's what everyone says I, I well, so
2: there. that i mean but that's kind of like what we're talking about today is just like change of location i was actually True. i was just looking i'm really bad at canadian geography I, I i've never i can't be bothered to possibly learn which is which but i, I was just looking what's the one straight up north from us
0: probably ontario Vancouver? oh Oh, from oh, sorry, sorry. I'm I keep I'm from the Midwest, so I think Ontario. No, it's Vancouver. Vancouver, straight up from yeah. I was looking at like I was
2: looking at prices there, and it's like the same same kind of rental prices as here. I was like, huh, maybe I'll just be a
0: Canadian. I like Vancouver. Vancouver is. I like Vancouver. I like Montreal. I've spent a lot of time in Toronto. It's a big, real city. I mean, it just gets very it just gets very cold.
2: Right, which is the one with the film industry up there because that's the one I would have a lot of stuff gets
0: filmed in Vancouver I know that
2: okay. our, well, our,
0: maybe... our, our, our mutual friend Spencer Who produces the uh, are you afraid of the dark? Reboots yeah, they shoot they shoot that all in uh Vancouver. Oh, right. Yeah, all that shot in Vancouver um, I like Vancouver really really good Chinese food in Vancouver. It's also, that was a place too, like I would visit there on tour way before, like marijuana maybe was decriminalized in California, maybe as medical, I don't even know if it was, but I remember in Vancouver you would go there to get pot, I mean I would go there to play shows, I'd also get pot, and you'd like, it's weird, they'd have like a smoking lounge, you could smoke pot in, but you can't buy the pot in, you can't buy the pot there, you go to a sketchy door next door, walk up these stairs. Buy the weed, bring it back down, then you walk into the bar and you smoke the, the marijuana. Free and clear, somehow, of the law. Is it,
2: really... uh, wait, is it a normal bar also, or is it just a place to smoke weed?
0: I think it's just a, just a place to smoke pot. I mean, I think you can oh, probably weird. get booze there, but I wasn't there for the booze. They're for the nugs. You know what? I like two kinds of nugs. I like weed nugs and I like the Denver Nuggets.
2: You better like the Denver Nuggets. They're the best, except for what? Jamal Murray just blew his ACL, so now we're screwed, but whatever.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that thought's bothering me a lot.
2: I know, <laughs> I know. I, I can see it all over your face.
0: <laughs> um, Listen, speaking of bad news, I've got some pretty bad news. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I got some bad news today. That tooth is well, listen. I don't wanna. I don't wanna excite you more than you were already excited. But I have something.
2: What, I know what is
0: love. it? I have an article. <gasps> an article. Yay! Yeah. Yay! It's and my not, middle and, name, and, and, right? And, and not There's not something... the word. Not the word the, which is an article.
2: Oh. Uh, you, I mean, you're an actual, rules of.
0: Yeah, I'm not talking about rules of grammar. <laughs> I'm talking about a written piece.
1: Yes. And this is, you know,
0: if anyone wants to, you know, we've pulled from everything from, uh, we pulled articles from, from places that I don't know if they're real to Inc. Incorporated. The, uh-huh. but this is from I the, remember. this is, this is legitimate. This is from the American Psychological Association. And, you know, just, you know, I, I, I browsed this you know, it says, you know, location matters, not just in real estate. Psychologists have long known that people's surroundings can influence their moods and mental health, that mental health services are unevenly distributed in in communities, which we know that. But, you know, I think it's interesting to think about depression in terms of location, you know, because I I mean, you grew up in a place with seasons, with, with weather um mm-hmm. also also you know you grew up in colorado with it also has some beauty i grew up yeah. mainly in the midwest which chicago is an awesome city but that there's there's outside of there's, there's no like amazing mountainous horizon mm-hmm. everything outside of the city's flat the city you itself you the is, lake you don't like we the have lakes. that beautiful the lake is beautiful and, and you know we the weather only gets really nice for like a p- very small portion of the year maybe a month of the year we have like temperate nice weather and otherwise it's either small it's either like two or three months of sweltering heat or yeah the rest of the year is just negative 40 wind chill that's crazy it's horrible and so and it's, dar- and it's dark and it's dark and it's dark. And i dark. love Why? And I f- well in the winter it's just dark it's just you know it's uh, dark just overcast winter. and it's just overcast it, yeah. and then like it's like no sun all day and then you know, it gets dark early and you're just like, Here's what's great
2: about Colorado. The yeah. winter it's it's like it gets cold and everything. It doesn't get crazy cold, but it gets cold. But what happens in, in Colorado is it'll snow for like two days and then the sun will come out for like five and melt it all away. And that just keeps happening throughout all of winter.
0: It's Colorado's so pretty, ma'am. But I would I would say like I was some of my worst bouts of depression were in Chicago. And nothing to do with the city. It's The city is great. It's just... I remember leaving Chicago to go to New York, which I didn't do that for mental health. <laughs> there were logistical reasons, but... I can't I there. imagine and,
2: there would be much of a change, right? It's still like a...
0: New York has has four seasons. Like four... You get winter, fall, spring, and summer. okay. And, and, and Chicago, and you only get like two, basically? It's like winter and summer. And a very, very small amount of summer and a lot of winter. <laughs> right. And... You know, it was an improvement, like, my my mental state improved, and then it wasn't until hitting a kind of, like, breaking point with not just weather, but also people screaming in my face at seven in the morning that were, you know, (laughs) either recently released from Manhattan Psychiatric and or high out of their mind on intravenous drugs, um... I and moved, and yeah.
2: just really wanting to get that famed pizza. They just gotta get it. Yeah, they hey, want to get the famous they want to get I'll a famous slice. Pizza here. Yeah, they want to
0: go to the Brooklyn Bridge and they wanna get a famous slice. <laughs> so, you know, they get their famous slice, they scream at me, and I'm like, but the weather, you know, I think at the end of the day, part of why we moved to Los Angeles. Work was part of it, but also mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, I wanna be around the stars. Oh, I want yeah. to be around the glitch, the glamour. But also, you know, I couldn't deny as much as I want to try to tell myself I fucking – I was always like, fuck L.A. I'm never moving to L.A. I fucking hate it. Uh-huh. And instead, what I realized is, A, I didn't understand the city very well because I never lived there. So I didn't really get to wrap my head around it. And B, Southern California, the weather is very nice.
2: Yeah, it's well, sun- but it's nice but It's nice, but it's never-ending, and so time flies because there's no seasons.
0: Well, that's where I'm at now. So then, you know, I get here, and my depression gets a lot better because I'm getting a lot of vitamin D, and I'm not just talking about dick. I'm talking about (laughs) the sun. Right. um, So I'm getting a lot of vitamin D, and that is nice. But, yeah, now I'm at this weird – it's a combination of monotony and – you know shelter in place covidness oh sure yeah where i'm just like i'm desperate my depression well, gotten, so- gotten 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 really confusingly brutal lately i'm sure many people are experiencing this despite being in terrible terrible you know weather conditions or great weather conditions just the need to break out and go somewhere right change scenery
2: Are you talking about permanently, or you just need you just need a break?
0: Some people for for permanence, uh, we're going to talking about you. We're going to talk to somebody soon that did that, but but for me, no, not permanence. I love my house. I logically, the logical side, side, I I always look at my brain, as I have a side that's fully illogical all the time, and one that's fully logical, and they can exist at the same time. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You know they somehow exist at the same time. One can speak to the other. The logical side of my brain goes, "You love your house, man. It's beautiful." And the other says, "Just, just shoot me out of the roof with a cannon, and I'll land anywhere. Just somewhere else." And like I don't mean yeah. get in my car and go to the beach. I mean like I just want to go. Like I don't like I guess sure travel. You could say I want to travel, but I think again, like if we get to do our tour, follow up the 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 follow up boys. What the the, t- <laughs> the tour? My band fall up boy gets to tour, and I do the tour with the band. I would do the tour with the band. I'm not inferring anything. But what's
2: happening to you right now? Are you I'm okay? Fucking,
0: it's the vasectomy, man. <laughs> I feel my ball, my balls hurt so bad. They hurt um, so much. I'm just trying to not wait. But well, what's
2: the deal with the tour? Is it? Uh, is it gonna is it gonna happen or
0: not? We will do the tour. I just don't know when. Like I don't have information.
2: Yeah. I
0: mean we will we will tour again. I don't I hope this tour happens. I will say this though, like I'm you know, I think I'll make no bones about it. I got really burnt out on touring and leaving my family.
2: Yeah. Um Well that's why I was surprised to hear you say that you're kinda looking forward to it because I I'm really you, looking
0: you. forward to it because I get to just Outside of the fact that it will be fun to play shows again, because I just don't remember what it feels like, it'd be nice to go places. Yeah, it's like it's not a super long tour. If it you know if if it happens, it's it's a month long tour, and uh, I get to go to you know places I've been to before, but places I like, and I just get to go see places again and do things and just be like, oh yeah. Is the this the
2: of- is this the Japan tour? Or no, this which-
0: is U.S. Oh, okay. A U.S. tour. I want to go to Japan again. Oh, I've been talking about that a lot lately. Well,
2: I thought the Green Day um, Weezer one was...
0: was. I think Green Day might have done some stuff in Asia right before we were supposed to do the Green Day Weezer Fall Boy, the Hella Mega Tour, the name of it. The is
2: the Hella, is that not the one you're talking about? Is That's what I'm talking just... t- I'm talking about the
0: Hella Mega Tour. The oh, okay. stuff that we have, still technically on the books, but it's his TBD because everything is TBD. Sure. Is a US leg and a uh, European uh UK leg. The Australia oh, okay. got, got got canceled indefinitely because of a uh, you know all the safety precautions they're taking to kind of cordon themselves off from the rest of the world cuz they've been able to kind of reopen. Wait, sort of who? I missed Australia. who. Australia. Oh, okay. Australia. Yeah, yeah, Australia. yeah. Australia. Down and there. Yeah, down and there. Uh, bloomin' onion. Kangaroo. Foster's, Kangaroo? Kangaroo. Kangaroo?
2: (laughs) Koala? No. Have you noticed (laughs) how they say no? They say, there's like four syllables of
0: no. Oh, have we talked about this before? It's no, yeah, with four syllables, and there's an R in there, too. It's like, no. No? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, listen, Um, I get it. I I get it. Our English is the youngest English, and yet we're sitting there, and we're telling everyone else how to speak.
2: Well, we sound the best. Sorry. We sound the best. Sorry.
0: Sorry, you've been dunked. (laughs) Sorry, we're dunking on you. We're dunking on you. Dunked. (laughs) Australian. Dunked. New Zealand. Not going to dunk on you guys. I love you over there. I love y'all. Y'all. Nar...
2: Chappie. Oh, wait. No, that's South. (laughs) No,
0: that's That's South (laughs) Africa. I don't want to get South African. I can't do it. Chappie, you got to hold your gun sideways. That's good. Is that, um, what's the group called? Ninja. Yeah, Ninja. ninja.
2: Have you met Mm. them? What is it? Diantward? 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 Diantward.
0: Yeah. I have and I I love them. They're great.
2: I'm scared of them. I like them, but I'm totally scared. Yeah, they're of fucking them. frightening. But do you think that's an act?
0: I don't know, because like they've had like other hip hop groups, I think either separate or together with other personas. Oh. So I don't know, but no, I think there's there's a reality to to what they're doing. You know who else I'm scared of, and I've been in like rooms with him, and my rooms, I mean like large auditoriums where I've I've been seated near him is Ice T. Huge Ice fan, tea. very scared of him.
2: Really? Yeah. He seems like he would be cool because he's like, you know, he's just like an actor now and stuff.
0: I don't... I mean, like, listen. I just don't want to get on his bad side. I don't know. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan. Because I was a fan before the acting. You well,
2: know. oh, see, I'm only a fan of his acting. I love... Law and Order or whatever he's on. Special is victims he, unit. Is that what he's on?
0: Detective Tutuolo. Dude, I'm a celebr I celebrate his career.
2: Oh wow. That's yeah. I've I've never even heard an ice tea song.
0: You should listen to Ice T.
2: He's incredible. What, well he must have one single that I know, but I just can't what's what's his what's his number one song?
0: I don't know. Lately I've been listening to the song Colors from the movie Colors.
2: Oh well sure, okay, I know that. That's him?
0: That's him, yeah.
2: Colors, 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 colors.
0: Yeah, colors. <laughs> colors, 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 colors. Colors. yeah. So, I think he says it over 140 times. Um, I think... I mean, Power's a really great record. I know that's about being a pimp, and people are going to tell me I'm a bad boy. I'm not I'm not cool for saying it, but I love that record. Power's great. Original, OG Original Gangster is a great album. I mean...
2: Yeah, but what's a song?
0: <clears throat> what's a song? Outside of
2: colors. There's got to be there's got to be a hit, right? One big what's radio considered hit. considered
0: like a, what is con- I don't even remember what's considered. I mean, Make it funky, I'm your pusher, high rollers, uh, lethal weapon, you played yourself. There's a bunch of they're all good, I don't know. Let's just any of those. go on have Spotify, right?
2: No, I can't. I, they won't let me have it. Why? Oh, I don't know. They just—they were. I tried to download it, and they're like, "Nope,
0: oh, not you." It's, oh, it's like that No Homer's Club, from, <laughs> or they only let in one Homer. It's a No Wade's Club. They already have a Wade. In um, yeah, Dwayne Wade. Fine, they don't Fine. care. If it's I
2: will. I will go on Spotify.
0: That's not Ice tea. Well, listen. Speaking of musicians. We haven't had many speaking because I'm a musician. We haven't really had any musician guests, I don't think, on this season. And um, we're gonna we're gonna about to talk to a musician, Jenny Owen Youngs. Is her name? Jenny is a um, she's a songwriter. She, she's a solo artist. She's written hits, or I think they're hits to me. They're big money songs, baby. But songs for Panic at the Disco for pitbull, not the dog with Mr. Worldwide. Um so she's 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 accomplished and she has uh left LA for Maine, which is quite an interesting move and we're going to talk to her about that. Right? Right now, let's talk about it. Who would want to be a guest Hey, what's going on? We got Jenny Owen Youngs here. No, is two young. Nice. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, she just said I a counter. Was- she said a counterintuitive s at the end. Oh, I yeah. thought it was Owens Young. All right, that's why it's counter. That's why no, this no, no. Is wrong, but it is right. We're leaving it now. We're leaving that.
2: <laughs> Wait. So having- your screw up, we cut out.
0: My screw up, we leave in. <laughs> <laughs> One more intro. <laughs> uh, it's actually just one person, but she's here. Um, how are you?
3: Yo, I'm so good. How are you?
0: I'm also so good. I mean, I'm not real I'm, I'm actually not really that good, but
2: <laughs> it's too early for me. Are you in New York?
3: Uh, I'm in Maine, but oh, for the purposes oh, okay. of time, I might as well be in New York.
0: Right. Well, might what are you well doing be in, in Maine? You might as well be in Saskatoon at that point, right? Hell
3: yes. You're what dirt? am I doing in Maine? Uh, reveling in the natural beauty, walking through the forest, strolling along the beach. Uh, theoretically, hopefully, fingers crossed, living my best life, or at least some version of my life. Uh, where, what time zones are you in? Where are you guys? Hollywood,
0: baby! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no, yeah we're, we're Wade and I are both in like the East l a oh, right side on. of things east Eastern Hollywood Eastern right on yeah it was east- just there. that's yeah. where
3: I came from to get to Maine.
0: oh what what area were you in before?
3: I was in like Pasadena Altadena the whole time oh. that I was in uh, l
0: a there's yeah, I was beautiful yeah did you ever you ever see the little old lady or is she dead, do you think? at this point. She's
3: oh, the I one know. who drives like a maniac?
0: Yeah, little... Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: never encountered her, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> I don't know. She keeps I a low see-
3: profile now.
0: I think she might be very, very dead. Well, the songs-
3: or, <laughs> or, or the oldest a secret.
0: Oh, yeah. Or None she's of like us a- can know. Or she's like a witch. Yeah, Or some sort of creature. Yeah. Well, hey. If you're, little lady, if you're listening, we'd like to know if you're a creature. Call in. We do have a <laughs> call in yet did we get a phone uh, wade
2: yeah yeah they can call my number should i give it out yeah give it out <laughs> seems like we're gonna right. give out wade's <laughs> yeah.
0: if you're listening right now check wade's twitter at wade randolph and uh he's gonna oh put you want me to put though. it on my twitter <laughs> i think so yeah let's just keep this we'll keep we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to waste any time giving that oh, okay i'll go to twitter right now
1: and, and put it on
0: <laughs> um jenny let me ask you a question it's a personal question. How's your depression doing? Especially since you're in Maine. I guess the weather in Maine right now is probably not what it is in the winter.
3: Mm, yeah, and even this winter was not uh, quite the like emotional slogfest weather-wise, like weather-induced slogfest that I was kind of anticipating. It was like a relatively mild winter. But now the sun is shining and like buds are blooming and the whole thing is happening. It's you know good for the upswing. Somebody was just telling me that uh, there's something that happens like biologically to people when they're near water. Um, mm. I was talking about how I get like ideas in the shower, you know, uh, that makes sense. song ideas, not like indecent ideas. Oh. Uh well, those like, two. Yeah, you can have also, <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. There's
0: you can All have any ideas. kind of idea. Yeah, but that makes sense. All of those, both indecent and creative. Yeah,
3: no bad ideas indecent. is the shower yeah. policy. <laughs> uh, but like i think now that i'm over here in maine uh and i see the water pretty much every day i I think there's like some kind of lift that's happening and i would Mm. say like more than the than a sink of depression i feel like i'm particularly prone to the tightening coil of anxiety you know yeah Um, they're
0: they're 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 strange bedfellows not even strange they're just married or, they're you know,
3: definitely married yeah. same bedroom married not like separate bedroom married um, same bed
0: yeah i think they're sleeping in bed yeah. together yeah 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 they have decent um, ideas all the time <laughs> that's true mm-hmm. uh what is your do you have like a history of with like depression as far as like clinical or is it more just like you know you because if you know you, you got it you got it pretty much i'm sure like most people i know that have it that aren't haven't been clinically diagnosed could probably go into a a doctor's office today and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. You got it. What med, what medication would you like? So yeah. What is yours? What's your history? If you don't mind me asking.
3: No, no. I mean, I think that like, if it's not too coarse to say, I think that like modern life in late capitalism really just kind of lends itself to, uh, persistent feelings of like terrible dread and sure. gnawing anxiousness. Um, I think that like the the longer I exist, the you know more um, peaks and valleys uh, I sure. get to ride. Um,
0: so you're getting used to the to, to the roller coaster ride or as used to as you can get.
3: yeah, I mean, I think you're like aware whole, of it. You're, yeah.
0: you're aware, you're aware that it exists.
3: <laughs> Awareness is like definitely the first step. Like that's the only way, right? You can make progress with something or learn to work with it is you first have to know that it exists. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? 100%. Um, yeah. Do you like have you spent any time in uh you done any therapy? you Ever been on medication? Oh yeah.
3: yeah. Uh I was like briefly on medication in high school, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like that that experience is like so distant and felt like so neutral that like I really can't speak to it and that's kind of my only experience with medication because yeah, um, you probably
0: we're around the same age, I think you and I.'re I think you're like a couple of years older than me maybe. Um, I think so. I actually thought you were like younger than me and then I went and did because we don't this is not a big money podcast. I don't have researchers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I knew who you were before you came on the show you've worked with some people that i i know i friends okay. with um but uh i want to read about you it's like <laughs> the funny thing is i i saw that you did like a, um i didn't see that i didn't read about the the buffy the vampire slayer podcast that you do until afterwards but then i, I saw ah. you did a, Ver- a veronica Mar- mars one i was like oh she must be a little younger than me and i was like oh no she's a little older than me i just didn't really watch veronica mars I think I uh, don't know, I don't know when things happened now officially. I'm like, <laughs> I often think I'm older than I am. But anyway, that being said. Maybe uh, I bring... I'm
3: the little old lady from Pasadena. Have
0: oh you God. considered
3: that possibility?
0: You look great. You Thank you. You fucking look great just for Benjamin
3: being. Benjamin buttoning backwards. Because if she
0: was old then, if you're mm-hmm. old then, you're fucking ancient now. Good for you, man. Yeah, um, yeah, just... Uh, but the reason I bring up age is because similarly, like, you know, I try to think back to like therapy and the type of medication. I'm still on medication, just not the same one that I was on in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I, can- I I can't remember that shit really well either. It was a- it was it's really hard to remember. I remember instances from high school, mostly bad ones. Those are the ones that stick out of my mind. Um, but I don't remember like a great deal of, like detail about that stuff either so what brought you okay so what what made you leave and go to maine from from los angeles (laughs) i mean because los angeles while sunny and in theory exciting can be really depressing on its own. sure you know yeah a a depressing place to be so there's something yeah
3: about it um Mm. i think uh you know a lot the vast majority of the work, no, all the, all the work that I do, uh, has been moved, you know, to remote for the last like 14 months. Right. Sure. And, um, without kind of like an end in sight, um, in like the last third of last year, uh, with like forest fires raging, like really close to my house and like being trapped inside for weeks at a time. And, uh, some particularly hefty earthquakes coming through and some, some family like older members of my family who are back east having health issues crop up and just feeling kind of like i don't know if um i don't know if this is is the right place for me to be
0: <laughs> you mean the, right impendi- the, the impending physical like natural natural and unnatural doom surrounding you in la yeah. was that was why oh uh yeah
3: la was trying to kill me and i it's funny like all, almost all my friends are in LA. So sure. like, when I think about it from a social standpoint, and also from just like the the idea of like being able to w- take a walk outside any day, almost any day of the year with like, you know, without getting bundled up or whatever, like all of that is like really, I think positive for my brain. But I think there's something um, inherent about the city of Los Angeles that like, might sort of like pull the soul
0: downwards. Sure. You know? Well, I think especially if you're working in the... in the, They call it the biz. The well, biz. Let's call, let's call it the business. We'll just give it... We'll make sure... Just in case anyone needs us, needs us to dumb it down, Doc.
2: We're going to call yeah. it the
0: entertainment business. But in that, I think there's a lot of depending... These, like, short high highs and a significant amount of low lows. A lot of disappointment around every corner. Because it's, like, a tough industry. And I think, like... Um, well, but you, know, you spe- guys are yeah. musicians,
2: though. Don't you like? Don't you like the lows? Don't you get? Don't you get stuff out of it? <laughs> okay. You're like poets, right? Don't you? Don't you like? I'm mm. a writer, so I like. I like that. I like being down there because then I can wallow in it and well, write. As,
0: as the one that can bridge both of that, because I'm also I'm a writer and musician. I think. I don't know. It just depends. I'm in a spot right now, personally, and I don't know how, how you both are. Where I'm so. It's weird. Everything feels transitional. We're like about to like maybe open everything back up and I have some work stuff going on. That's great, but it's very transitional and everything just feels nebulous and weird. And in that, uh, in that change, I, I feel kind of, uh, despondent and I can't do anything. I can't translate that into work, you know? Um, so I don't know if like that was part of like leaving LA for you was getting away from sort of that energy. Because there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of I mean like it's cliche as hell to t- to talk about the kind of fake bullshit Hollywood energy that like just exudes <laughs> but it, it is it's it's as real as it's ever been and will always be it's maybe a little less um obvious with the pandemic cause we're all stuck at home and then the pandemic is its own thing but uh, so I don't know if that was yeah. a factor for you just to get out of that energy like if you go to Maine, Maine is like <laughs> almost as far away in from the energy as you can get yeah. you know. Yeah, and, 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 it's and, true. and 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 stay in the United States.
3: I think that I've I've like I lived in LA for 5 years after living in in Brooklyn for 10. And you know they're very different places. Uh and like I'm I love my friends and all the vast network of of people I've gotten to to collaborate with in LA. Like it it has been like a very creative space for me and um positive in a lot of ways, but it definitely like never felt like home. I can say Mm. that for sure. Like you can't like work in the business and live in LA and like not sense that, that like weird layer of stuff, right? Like, and you encounter a lot of people who are like impacted by it to varying degrees. It's kind of just like in the, in the atmosphere.
0: Oh, yeah, if you go and socialize in L.A., uh, you're, you're bound, mm. at least, if, if, you're, if you're a, yeah, I know, you're rolling your eyes right now, and you shouldn't. You go and socialize in, in L.A., and you're not a, and you're a person that has empathy and is, is relatively down to earth. You're bound to come out of that social situation having had made feel, to, to, to feel bad, like, someone will make you feel bad. Not even, like, it's not even, like, they're not going to come out and, like, biff tan in you and be a bully, but just, like, they're going to say some <laughs> shitty things. You're just going to feel small. I mean so it's it's a good way to feel small if you like to feel small.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's definitely it's definitely not like any place on earth and contains vibes that exist nowhere else. And like I'm ha- I'm excited to go back. I'm excited to go visit and do work trips and stuff, writing sure. trips. But, but just for like my day-to-day peace of mind there's also something about being in a desert that is just very uncomfortable to me yeah you know like i grew up in like the kind of woods that i am now surrounded by and like it feels correct and it's like definitely a mental health like elevator um it's very helpful i'm jealous Um,
2: you guys are (laughs) crazy man i'm with randy newman (laughs) i love la i
0: don't hate i don't hate la i love it actually both of my kids are born here I've been here now. I've been coming back and forth for years, but you know, I've been here for like this is year seven or eight that I've been here and only here. Well, and
2: I'm I'm from Colorado, and I don't miss nature at all. <laughs> 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 I guess I was born in the wrong place. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I, you know, but I don't have. Unlike both of you, I was born in Florida. Then we moved to Philadelphia. Then we moved to like rural Ohio, then Chicago. And then I left Chicago, moved to New York. And now I live here. So I don't have, I'm like, I'm not an army brat. My dad's, a, my dad, uh, he's, he's technically still a doctor. He's retired. Um, mm. But so we just moved hospitals a lot. It was just, you know, career changes and stuff. I actually found out, this is really interesting. From like middle school through like my early twenties, I was in Chicago. And that's where like we started Fallout boy. And we moved from Ohio to get there. And when my, my dad, I found out recently, my dad had two job offers, is Chicago or San Francisco. And he didn't take San Francisco because he thought we would be living on top of each other. So he wanted mm. to have a little more space. Um, and uh, I, I, I wonder what my life would have turned out like if I had grown up in San Francisco versus uh, I'd be a lot more snobby possibly <laughs> powerful
3: calves i feel like san francisco really develops your calves
0: yeah my calves are really <laughs> weak and i'm pretty like it's a big thing i talk about in therapy is that i'm like incredibly angry at my dad for not getting me into a kind of hillier city where i could have built my calves
3: sorry i can't to be fair i can't see your calves they might be yeah, i'm hiding them for a re-
0: i'm hide- no no they're embarrassing my calves are terrible you want to do what i do have here i'm just gonna where is he where are you nice. at, buddy
3: very oh nice. very nice That's a very nice okay. boy.
0: so if you hear anyway for anyone that's listening if you hear snoring once in a while it's my dog he's snoring. Um, is, uh, your, is your dog a french bulldog he is a french bulldog he's an he's almost 10. he's an wow old, he's, he's an old he's an old man
3: he's seen some things
0: yeah he's seen a couple things he's like um living in new york he he had he got caught giardia three times which if any of you know what that is that's a that's a it's a bug that dogs can catch. I mean, anyone can catch it, but dogs specifically from uh, sniffing and or licking other dog shit. So oh, you classic got dog stuff. Classic dog stuff, man. Yeah, classic dog stuff. This guy's eaten poop before, but you know what? <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he's not fucking ashamed about it. He's a little poop boy. Um, so Wear that
3: on your sleeve, dog.
0: I know. He's got a tattoo that says I'm a big poop boy. <clears throat> uh, it's right on his <laughs> chest. Um. Okay, so, you know, Maine is an upgrade for you, like me, you're, you're a musician, you, you're you a songwriter, you're both, you know, you've got your solo career, you collaborate with other people, and then you just write stuff for other people, um, and in that, you know, I've been in this, I've been in this business <laughs> for, uh, for some decades, and what I've noticed, this is why I was really excited to have daughters, Cause I'm around guys mm. all the time. Nothing but guys. Mm. I mean, my band is guys. Most of our crew are men. What is that like? I feel like I never get an—I never get to have enough conversations with women in music to talk about. Like, I can just guess the experience, and I—and mm. I, what what I could guess is that the experience uh, is different. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> not. Sometimes not positive. <laughs> so I want to know. Like, I'd like to know. Like. I, w- I wanna know your perspective on that, if you have a perspective that you, you Sh- feel is worth sharing. I'm sure you do. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think I could say like, like I started making records and touring uh, like in the mid 2000s and then mm-hmm. like about six years ago, I started doing a lot of uh, writing sessions, right? And like, those are just like two very different zones, I guess.
0: They are. Um,
3: and even in the last six years, I mean, it's, it's interesting when I first, the first couple of years that I was doing writing sessions, I was like, kind of after a while I was like really struck. Like, I, I was just like, man, I'm just like really not in the room with very many women. It's like usually me and a dude or me and a couple dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was wild. I will say I've seen like a pretty significant shift in the last like few years yeah. um part- particularly like I you know, there was like a certain point at which I just started like making the request, like I want to be in the room with more women, um, just for the sake of balance, you know, if nothing else,
0: sure, and I, probably also and probably also comfort, I would assume there's probably it's probably a little more comfortable.
3: it's strange. I don't know if it's like, um, I don't know if it is because I am so very gay, but i I don't <laughs> really like. I don't really experience like myself as a woman, like I don't know no, how to, no, no, how to no. describe it, but I uh, like, I just like am, am not like hyper aware of feeling like different from dudes, you mm-hmm. know, when I'm, yeah. you know, say in a writing situation. Um, but there is like, a, and I, I feel like I haven't really in particular been treated different. Maybe that is a uh, perception thing. Maybe it's just like, I've been lucky and I've I've mostly just like written with like, Really good people. I, I feel yeah. like the publisher that I work with, they like they really pride themselves on like finding people that they think are like gonna really enjoy each other and have a good time and like cultivating that's... that kind of energy, you know, yeah, before it's really they're important. like, Oh, you gotta get in with this guy. He just like did this track and it's huge and blah, 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 blah. You know, like they're they're more about cultivating like personal networks because they like believe that that's what yields good art, which I am inclined
0: to agree with. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. I think I can say that as someone that did the co-writing game for a little bit, and I just kept getting paired up with really bad people, at least people that didn't mix with me, and so I name just like, them: I like... name oh, them, uh, Jim Timpson, Clam Blurf, Blomkins. Uh, oh uh, god, Jackson, I could go for I go uh, through the, the, the I could go. For, I can't believe those. Guys. I could go through the last, but I mean. I'll put that up on your Twitter later with your yeah, phone yeah. after the phone number. <laughs> Poor Wade's Twitter. Well, it's what that's we right. use. This is all we have for this is our bulletin board for the show is Twitter. Uh, this Twitter's is... worthless anyway. <laughs> you v- can totally dox me. It's fine. It's yeah, Twitter is worth <laughs> anyway. Um, that's I mean, listen. I think all that makes sense. I I'm not a, sp- a part- I, you know I am not super gay or gay, um, but I am uh, not hyper masculine. As much as I have all this hair and stuff, which is just happens to grow out of my face and head, <laughs> incidental I, hair. Yes, yeah, incidental. It just happens to be there. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. I don't know a lot about sports, and I'm, I'm, I'm not one to put them on. I never played. A, actually, I've never played one organized sport in my life. I'm proud to say that. And I'm also just like, <laughs> I'm a dorky guy that probably is very emotional <laughs> and sensitive, so I don't necessarily. I've, I, I I always I'm like I feel more comfortable around a group of women than I do around like half the time around other guys are like, oh, it's Sunday, I' put on the game. I'm like, oh my God, sh- yeah, let's do it, you know <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, I think that's it's it's good to hear that your experiences, regardless of like the gender, haven't been you know you, you, I again, you know feel free to tell me if I'm reading this wrong, but it's 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 good to hear that. You haven't been put in a room with, like, gross, touchy guys. I know gross, touchy guys. I don't like to be around those gross, touchy guys. Some of those gross, touchy guys, I refuse to ever be around again. Not because they touch me, because they touch other people and are gross, and I don't like any of them. Name them. I... Oh, God, uh, <laughs> Sam Block, <laughs> uh, Tim uh, Crimson. Tim sin- Crimson, uh, there, son of a bitch. Uh, uh, for... for- uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, God, then hmm. the last—that name sounded um,
3: kind of made up. Uh, I'm just gonna it's, no, gonna... it's
0: it's first off, it's ethnic. You say it that long because okay, you okay. want to be respectful to his culture. And third, I didn't say a first thing. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's like it's refreshing. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone yeah. has a horror story. It's like, I'm not trying to dig for dirt or anything. It's like, it's cool. Oh, yeah. to, it's it's cool to hear that, I think. Um, so what makes you then... Listen, I mean, you seem like you got it all figured out.
3: Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Seems like you got
0: it all figured out here.
3: Tight. My facade is working. Love to your hear Your facade's that. working.
0: No, but I mean, like, listen, you're... you're you've... So what's my fucking problem? What's your fucking problem, man? Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay, nope. Give me I your fucking can, problem. I can service this. Well... You you had asked a little while ago and I failed to answer, but I've been thinking about it ever since. uh, If I have a relationship to therapy, which is like I do, and it is uh, long-standing, and I'm a huge fan of and um, recommender of therapy, right? So like, I'm with you. I think like you know different strokes, of course. You know, there's no like one cure. Uh, for life that will work for everybody but I think if you can find a therapist that you can trust and who can work with your specific like emotional wounds Fair, uh, yeah. and and help you kind of like figure them out and how to how to work with them yourself like I mean I think like of course, of course, I have a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, uh, a whole we all,
0: bunch of We all got deep, problems. Maybe it's not as easy for within. us to like. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm a person where where you know someone if someone really wants to go, how was your day? And I give them the real answer, and they're like, "Well, tell me mm-hmm. your problems." I'd be like, "Word, are you ready? How much? How many <laughs> hours do you have? I can go through all of them." I'm also the kind of guy that can like. I'm I'm like the pretty classic neurotic Jew. Uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to reference the one guy who's, uh, we can't reference anymore, but I'll say like Albert Brooks, maybe to a degree, you know, I have a little bit of like, I'm, I have some neuroticisms and stuff. And so I'm like, you know, you know, uh, just anything from annoying noises to real problems can bother me and I can talk <laughs> about them for forever. It seems like you have such an even keel. Were you always so, <laughs> and I'm like, je- I mean, like, i'm happily jealous I'm I'm, I'm I'm not like i want that and you take my neuroses i'm like how do you do how i mean like again some of that's just like nature this is who we are you know and then some of it's obviously upbringing which that's what therapy helps you learn which you know everyone's like it's stupid i don't want to talk about my parents and it's like oh mm, but there's that's, so that's many where, things that's where you, you that's can where, learn that's where you were fucked out of you know you were fucked out of your parents and, <laughs> You know, i don't mean you're fucked up i mean they fucked your parents oh That's, yeah of course thank you know, for or, getting, or, or, in, vitro, or it's in vitro fertilization sure sure um there's a couple something of mother...
3: got fertilized one way or another yeah. you it's know usually,
0: it's usually the old you know stick and hole situation i
3: think um <laughs> just
0: trying to dumb it down
3: sure Not, no, i don't no, want it's... anyone
0: i don't want to get sued Because people think I'm giving real medical advice. So I'm trying to give the least medical information. (laughs) So they don't get confused. Just because I'm the son of a doctor that doesn't make me a doctor.
3: I'm pretty sure, actually, it's hereditary. That's not It is hereditary.
0: Yeah, well, I've been trying to fight that. Again, therapy. It's hereditary in
2: Hollywood, that's for sure.
0: If your dad was a director, you
2: can be a director.
0: Uh, Or a screenwriter. Ah, yes. Yeah, yep. As long as you got a famous last name, you are that other person's. You're the same thing.
2: Well, Jenny, you mentioned uh, anxiety, which is what I have. um, Yeah. Which is why I like. Talk about that. Yeah. I liked the quarantine because it meant I didn't have to uh, do anything. Because the second I know I'm doing something, I just end up dreading it until until it inevitably is time to do it. Is that kind of what it's like?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's that, and then there's um, the massive file cabinet in my brain of everything I have ever said that either was uh, that I regret saying <laughs> or that like could have possibly been interpreted. If a person was taking what I was saying in the worst possible faith, like they could have found a way that like what I said was either stupid or insulting. you know, like that's really like, that's the thing. That's the constant, you know, the news ticker at the, at the bottom of my personal you know brain screen that's just like hey did you did you forget about that thing you said in second grade you fucking idiot (laughs)
2: yeah
3: (laughs) ow that sucked uh
2: i actually said something to a kid in third grade that i apologized for (laughs) when i was like 30 years old and he was like i don't remember that and i was like of course he doesn't why would i uh, think that he would
3: that's oh my god that's so the thing right like we're all holding on to this stuff that, like feels so massive to us it feels like like uh you know like it defines us in some way to like that person you know like thinking oh they're they're carrying that around to being like what a dick
1: yeah uh, but yeah. you
3: know everyone is so a what you said or did in the grand scheme of things has a pretty good chance of like being fine you know right and B, everybody has everyone's working with their own personal version of that. like wh- however it manifests, like however your are insecurities or anxieties or depression or you know whatever kind of like blocks you are faced with that you have to kind of like navigate um, or negotiate with, like we're all just like surrounded by ourselves, right? We're well, also yeah. consumed with like, oh, I suck.
0: But it's also, you that's know. the that's everyone's ego talking because we're all at the center of our own worlds, you know? Of course. And so, like, the dumb thing you said, whether it was something you, whether it was something you thought, in retrospect, is insulting or something that made you look like an idiot. Like, I remember one time... <laughs> I, this is the dumbest... This might be the dumbest thing I ever said. I was, like, with older kids. I wanted to sound smart. And we're talking about, like, pranks and criminal things. It's like, what if you got a license plate that was just, like, a bunch of, like, random letters and numbers? And they're like... Th- those are license plates. You fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and I look think about that all the time. I'm like, I knew that, <laughs> but I was trying to sound smart, and instead I sounded as dumb as you could sound. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure those people don't think about me at all. They none of those people. I don't even. Re- you know, th- the truth is, I remember some of their first names. I don't really remember who they are either. I just remember the moment. And I highly doubt they remember the moment. But I'd love to take a time machine and go back and be like, "Here's a good prank: s- s- smear poop on a dollar and put it on a fishing line. We'll hide in the bushes." Listen, what do you think if about they, that one? if they remembered it, would
2: be it would be all over the internet. They would they would they would have uh, they have said come back Joe, and been like, "You know, Joe, he's an idiot. One time he said that uh... he
0: doesn't know what license plates are." <laughs> 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 yeah I remember, Yeah, that one i feel really stupid about so like okay so anxiety i know it what we all know it well how's that like factor into like um we talked, we talked we touched on it for a second how it like factors into work like when you have a deadline or whatever and I i think like i've been finding myself doing this more than i used to which is like waiting until it's really looming and there's like a theoretical someone breathing down my neck being like, you have to get this turned in and I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. I'm going to fucking do it now. And that, that's my motivation is now full on fear and anxiety. Like how much does that drive the creative <laughs> process for you?
3: I think like, I think that we humans like at large, or like maybe people who are just like given to anxiety or have like kind of like a baseline of anxiety that they kind of like work with on what whatever level, like, you are comfortable, even though even though anxiety is uncomfortable, you are comfortable with it because it is such a, a constant part of your, your existence, right? So you could do that thing that you know you're just only going to get more and more stressed about until you actually do it. Or you could keep putting it off. Then you get yeah. to keep feeling the anxiety. And that's like, that's such a thing, man. It's It's so hard to aware of that and then like take the steps to try to like cut it off at the pass but that's kind of like i don't know part of something that i'm you know working with on a daily basis is like i know that i feel really bad when i procrastinate or put something off mm-hmm. um i can count on feeling really bad but somehow i'm always still like why do I feel so bad? You know?
0: Oh my God. That's been me lately. I have all, I have two or three things that are like under severe deadlines and i can't, I'm like, I got to get this done this week. I'm going to get it done. End of the week. Didn't get anything done. And then, and plus every single day when I think at the end of the day, when I have my kids in bed, and I'm too tired to do anything. I'm like, why do I feel so crappy? And it's like, well, cause you accomplished nothing. You set out to do something and you did nothing. And that's the, are you going to do that next week? Are gonna do that until you're like literally like you have to turn this in tomorrow or you're completely and utterly fucked on this thing? Like it's gonna fall apart. And um that's the cycle I'm in right now.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you feel like um I could just be talking out of my ass, but do you feel like, Talk out of your like ass. any
1: <laughs> please
3: Do you feel do you experience any like any resonant vibrations like thinking about like The sort of, like, comfort of the discomfort that you kind of create for yourself by holding back on that?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I attribute it to to my depression and my anxiety. So when I'm, like, severely depressed, sometimes I like to revel in that further. And almost I liken it to, like, it's a blanket. I enjoy being wrapped in it. And sometimes I just need to. Same thing with the anxiety. It's, like, a place I function from. Sometimes it can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. My anxiety can sometimes, like... Especially, like, Wade and I have worked, worked together on other stuff. And, like, he's seen me become, like, completely spaz. Like, we got to get this done. We got to get this done now. We got to do this. And you're like, I think you are being kind of insane, but okay. And, it like, when it works in a positive way, it can get myself and or myself and my partner ahead. You know? It can get us ahead. I can get be ahead of, of the ball. But now i am reveling in my anxiety it's almost becoming more um how do i put this correctly it's becoming something i can it's the only constant every day (laughs) everything else is changing all the time at least that's how it feels like it feels especially because and everybody can relate to this because of the pandemic because of lockdown all of our schedules were just like well (laughs) see you see you later schedule so it's like, well, at least every day I can rely on the fact that I'm gonna feel pretty bad, and like, I think this is just the state I'm in now. It's like that's, I think, an interesting thing about these kind of like mood disorders, and again, it's part of the confusion I think people have about like about depression and anxiety, is that people think it's like you 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 feel like one feeling like with depression you feel sad or anxiety you feel peaked, and that's like it and you feel it maybe for like a segment of time and it goes away it's like sort of this like you said earlier it's a roller coaster it's a thing you become aware of you're like okay like i know for myself i'm always baseline baseline i'm some sort of depressed but it can be a very manageable thing that i can honestly use to my advantage um but sometimes you know it gets really low and that's really bad and i get everything from like just tons of self-hatred suicidal ideations and all this stuff and then like sometimes it becomes this like other thing which is anxiety which is almost more manic and um i get headaches from it and like you know i get all these like kind of physical yeah i see you're giving thumbs up there yeah oh yeah thumbs up to headaches uh oh yeah yeah no amount of like advil or you know or no. you know acetaminophen acetamin- acetamin- can um fix that it's kind of more of like it is the uh, sort of physical manifestation of those feelings, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm in, I'm in a like, I'm in a feedback loop right now. It's Like honestly, right now, like. N- but are you make, just
2: I'm... talking about writer's block? Because everybody has no, that. No, it's not writer's block.
0: I have no block. I you're could just, go and do just it. Not, you just won't do it. It's, I won't do it. It's like a motivation thing mixed with like anxiety, and the anxiety almost like it's the anxiety of opening up the laptop or turning on the console or whatever type of, whether it's writing or music, whatever it is, it's starting it. The anxiety of starting or diving back in or whatever. Does that make sense like to either of you? Oh yeah, for me, oh, yeah. for sure.
3: <clears throat> I'm wondering if like if there's something you ascribe to what your brain would like call the logic of it, right? Like is it I'm, you know, Scared that if I start, it won't be good, or I'm scared that if I try to start, I won't be able to start, or is it just kind of like more neutral, just like, oh,
0: I don't want to start? I think it's probably closer to the like, it's not like, I mean, there's always like the is this going to be good, but I feel like I'm lucky enough in my life to have enough people to look at or listen to what I do and like give me their opinion. Um. I have relied too much on that probably a little bit like other people's <laughs> opinions, but you know, we make stuff for other people. Right. So it's like, yes, of course we have to like it, but we do make it for other people. So getting other people's opinions, isn't the craziest, most irrational thing. I think for me, it's the, it's the, the things the the knowing that like I open this and I'm going to have to put myself in it 100%. Mm. And for some reason that just in itself gives me anxiety it gives me anxiety to get in that headspace Cause it's like, it is, it's really what it is, is change. It's, uh, I liken it to change every, every time there's a big change, a big shift from one moment to the next. I think people do and don't like change. And I think at the end of the day, right now I'm in this weird, like kind of half working, playing with my kids, cleaning up garbage. I don't know. This like stuff that doesn't really take a lot of thought you know nothing that's a lot of thought and this is going to be like let's shift from that into like you put your head into this thing 100 percent and block everything else out and just eat mm-hmm. sleep and breathe this right now and uh that fucking i don't know why it's not like i haven't done that a gazillion times over but for some reason right now my like kicking and screaming uh well that's your problem to not do it it is you my don't
2: problem you not have to you don't have to but that's your your problem is that mentality that you have to yeah. 100% be into it, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, like no, for totally me, right. when,
2: when I'm going through one of those periods and I'm just not writing for whatever reason, I can't do it. I can't put yeah. my finger on why like you can. But um, even if I'm just like watching a movie and I think for 10 seconds about like the next scene that I have to write and what I have to do, I consider that a win. Like I let myself off the hook and I go – okay, well this is part of the process just as much as physically doing it. Like running it through my head and getting ready to do it is just as good. And so um, uh, maybe I'm a better person than you, but uh, I think well, you, yeah. just, you just have to at some <laughs> point be like, I, I did okay, I did enough today. Like even though I didn't physically do anything.
0: I'm not you arguing know? with you. You're a better person than me. I don't think anyone would argue that. I don't know why that. Oh, I am not, everyone would argue that. Are you serious? <laughs> Um, no, but I think, I think you're right. And I don't know, like if you're able, I'm not, I'm bad at letting myself off the hook. I'm bad at letting myself off the hook and giving myself a break. And like also like Mm -hmm. saying today's the day I'm just going to fuck off. Like I will make my, I don't don't know. Like Jenny, how are you with that stuff? Like, are you good at being like, you know, I'm supposed to be writing today or like I told myself I'd write two like song ideas today or whatever. And I'm just, I don't got it in me and that's okay. I'm going to go walk in nature or whatever. Cause I mean, I, I agree with, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I learned this like from my wife years ago when I would like, when I was, um, being sitting in my tiny little bedroom studio in New York and be like fighting through writer's block. And she's like, you gotta get up and go do anything else. Play video games, walk around anything, yeah, just something yeah. else. You got to break it up. Cause that's part of the process. Well, the same
2: thing as Jenny in the shower. Like that's a, it's a, it's even like crossing a threshold into a different place. Your mind resets. That's why when you walk into the kitchen, you forget what you're getting. Right. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with, like, ideas. Like, if you go on a walk, you put yourself in a different scenario. It helps a lot.
3: Really, like, anything like washing the dishes, like breaking down cardboard for the recycling. Like, any kind of, like, manual, mindless thing that I can get into is so helpful. And, you know, I've definitely, over the span of my uh, writing life, have done... Tons of self-flagellation, you know, in terms of like, oh, like I should be having more ideas or whatever, but I think like a big, a big learning point for me over the last handful of years has been like, hmm, if I'm in like a writing session with other people, like five or six days a week, some people I know do like doubles every day. It's like bananas. You're going to run out of stuff to write about. You're going to (laughs) run out of experience. You have to like actually go get grist for the mill. You have to take a walk. You have to read a short story. You have to like look at a bird for a while. Like those are all the things that like. And you
0: can't get ideas for mute, for songs or get ideas for stories or anything by just sitting around and only writing songs and stories. Yes. You can't.
3: Exactly.
0: And that's like, it's so logical. And yet I play this r- remarkable game with myself where I look at like other people's body of work, people that have like been doing it for forever. And I'm like, they did so much by this age. I should be doing more. And I use that. I find, I go out of my way. My brain goes out of its way to find things to make myself feel ashamed about. And I think that in itself fuels more anxiety because, because that's the thing. Like, I think it's just important for people to know. And I'm still trying to learn this at nearly 40. That uh, letting yourself off the hook is part of the process. Part of the process totally. of doing other shit. Yeah, like I mean, breaking down. You said breaking down cardboard, and I'm like, that sounds. That's my. That's that's my. That's Doesn't my. That that that's my favorite. Great? It's one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> is breaking down cardboard. Hell yeah. I love it breaking down card. Well, my I'm the cardboard guy in the house. I'm the only also <laughs> the only guy in the house. But um, but I'm the cardboard person in, in the house. Uh, I like to do dishes. I mean, what else? Clean counters. Yeah. Oh, ball socks together? You don't want your Ooh. socks separated. You gotta put them Oh together. man,
2: no, you're ruining the elastic when you ball them. Don't do that.
0: Socks are <laughs> cheap.
2: Not my socks. Mm.
0: How much you spend on a pair of socks?
2: I oh, 50 bucks. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to ball those up then. Do
2: you have a slick sock clips? No, they just I lay them flat and then I fold mm-hmm. them over and they stay together.
0: I guess you don't uh... live with o- you don't live with other people. You know, I'm at this point where my yeah. uh, my 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 oldest daughter she it's really cute. She's almost seven and she wears my t-shirts to bed. Oh, but now, but now we're now we're like and I don't really mean fighting, but now we're kind of fighting over my shirts. A she's bit. wrecking all your good shirts. <laughs> um plus they're she doesn't really wreck them, but she wrecks the drawer like the drawers just like if she's wearing Chaotic. a shirt and decides she wants to change it, she puts the other one back. And it's like just fucking it's like her drawers are just a mess and you can't close them i've inherited her like you know so my drawer looks like it was packed by a seven-year-old so my socks have to be balled up yeah She goes through every, all my stuff at this point which is fine but it's very cute that's a very classic dad dad daughter thing with her wearing my shirts to bed and it's adorable but um, yeah that's so cute it's really really cute um hey do you guys get
2: you <clears throat> i get because of anxiety and stuff and I, I've had to I've had to perform on stage just because people talk me into doing things that I don't <laughs> want to do, uh, and I can't. You... I'm like yeah. I'm terrified of it. Do you guys do you deal with stage fright at all?
0: I was talking about this with um, with someone who's been in, do, doing this for a long with uh, with Brian Posey, and I was talking about it with him because he's he's been going back and doing like stand up again, and you know there's one day him and i were working and he couldn't focus all day cuz his brain was 100% on the on the stand up show the whole time and i was like hey man i'd be the same way if i had a show especially a one off show where you're not in a groove but i even think i get like anxiety before a show even though like on a tour of fall Play, it's like it's just clockwork at the end of the day like we're it's we we're not like we're not a band like Queens of the Stone Age or something that's like let's just do a different set list tonight or something we're like we're pretty much like maybe we'll throw a new song in once in a while but we're pretty much the same I think after I, I don't think I think if it goes away then you don't care it's weird I've seen that's you sort of before my, my shows
2: thought. and you don't seem you don't seem that um, I don't know nervous
0: I drink it away
2: oh do you because that's what I do mm-hmm oh
0: yeah I drink it away If I was doing it completely stone cold sober, I'd be like, you got to get out of the room. I need like 30 minutes. Yeah, me
2: too. That's why I'm always surprised by people who are so laid back before a show because I would be
0: terrified. Well, Jenny, you have to sing. I do have to sing
3: and it's tough. I think, especially because so much of my life is, is, uh, writing now. Like when I do shows, I'm not like, you know, out for like eight months or nine months out of the year anymore. Mm -hmm. So like, there's a lot of like stopping and starting. So I will definitely have like the mega shakes for like a, the first few shows of a run. And then sometimes that's the whole run. So I never get like
0: to the part to where break. it feels
3: a little bit more like coasting.
0: I was talking about this with somebody else, actually. Uh, do you know, do you guys, oh, I mean, like, you you know, Brendan Small, Wade, but do you know Bre- who Brendan Small is, Jenny? He's a musician and a, and a, and a TV guy. He created that show Metalocalypse. And so, like, ah. the, yeah. So he does. He'll perform with Death Clock, the band from Metalocalypse, and he did that for like an Adult Swim festival a couple of years ago. And I had at the same time, I was doing this other band I do called The Damned Things, and we were playing a festival in Buffalo. Um, and so, there, but we were both doing one-offs, and when we had dinner like a week later, we both talked about how like we played well, but we didn't enjoy the shows because you know when you're playing music, you're not supposed to be like thinking about what the next part is. You're just supposed to be, like, playing yeah. and, like, focusing on what you're doing right there, but sort of just in, in the zone. I think that movie Soul, if you saw that, did the zone really, really well. They showed you, like, how you, like, just kind of close your eyes and you go off into, like, a different plane of existence.
2: And mm. you can't
0: do that on those one-off shows because you're constantly, like, I'm going to fuck up, I'm going to fuck up, I'm going to fuck up. And you're, like, it doesn't matter if you've rehearsed the day before or not. Like, you're just not in a groove. And it yeah. doesn't matter how much the crowd enjoyed it. You're, like, well, that was... That was a very stressful experience. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm glad I yeah. didn't fuck up, you know. But what did I yeah. look like on on stage? Like I don't know. It was just...
3: Did I look like I was thinking a lot? That that finding that balance of like having enough, like retaining enough, like nervous energy to like put into the thing, but also being in enough of a groove that you're not just like only thinking, so that you can like let. Instinct and muscle memory and stuff take over.
0: Yeah, you know, totally. Like,
3: that's just like such a a good spot to get to, but usually, at least for me, it takes like a few days of a thing for to sure. get back into that.
0: Oh, for us it does too. I would say like if anyone comes to the first show of a Fall Out Boy tour, they're coming to the worst show of the Fall Out Boy tour. <laughs> they just are. Like, it's not gonna be. A, it's, you're gonna get a good show still. I think. I hope but it's not going to be the, it's going to like, I would say like show three would be a really good one to come to, you know, like show three is the one Mm -hmm. where like, where we're like, we did, we did the first one was a little shaky. Second was a lot better. Third one. We know what we're doing and we still have, uh, we still aren't, we're not burnt out because it's not the end of the tour. (laughs) It (laughs) kind of is coming
2: back to this notion that like, you're, you're the only one that matters and, and you're, and you're being too hard on yourself because I had to do sketch comedy for a long time. And when I say I had to, it was like, People talked me into doing it and I never wanted to. <laughs> and uh, and it took me like a year to realize like, oh, if I fuck up, no one even notices. Like, I'll remember it for the rest of my life, but no, no one will even notice unless it completely derails the sketch, which it won't because there's other people out there with you. Um, so it took me like a year to, to realize like, oh, none of this matters. I should just be having fun. And then we broke up, like immediately after I, I realized that I could have fun on stage. But like <laughs> But the point is um like if you fuck up a guitar part, I don't know what guitar parts are called. Chord. They're
0: uh, called port, parts, ports, ports, parts, parts. Like who yeah. would notice? Would anyone notice? No one notices except you. That's <laughs> right. that's the reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's think, like that was yeah.
3: like, oh sorry.
0: No, 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 please.
3: I was just going to say that like, you know, one of the earliest lessons I think I learned when I was starting just like play a ton of shows is that like, first of all, this core idea of like, nobody's, I'm going to fuck something up. Nobody's, go, nobody's going to notice. They're just like, they're having an experience. They're in the moment. They're for the most part, probably not musician, you know, like all of that. And part two of that is so don't make a face or like say yeah, something yeah, yeah. or indicate in any yeah. way. It's, how you
0: f- it's not about fucking up; it's about how you fuck up. The other yeah, thing I totally. realized cause, is cause is, is, is,
2: yeah. is 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 they're rooting for you. They don't they don't want you to mess yes. up, and so like they they're gonna be very you know friendly about it if 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 they do notice it, you know.
0: You have to roll. You have to roll with it,
3: and nobody wants to like. It's not fun to watch someone be uncomfortable. It's, no. you know, fun yeah. to watch people having a good time, right. right? So, like, they both want you to win, and also it will be better for them if you look like you're winning, yeah. you know? Well, you know, yeah. like,
0: when, you, when you're seeing somebody perform on stage or a group perform on stage in some way, you'll, you'll find someone to identify with on stage. You'll find your, your way in. It, that's your point of view character, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if you watch them get uncomfortable, you're going to get uncomfortable. If you watch them have a good time, you're going to have a good time yeah you know, I think I think it is truly you were living vicariously through those people on stage I mean yeah and fucking up you know that you, you know you're kind of a professional when you're good at like you're good at landing the fuck up you know <laughs> I talked about, I talked about this recently somewhere else and I think everyone got the information wrong but I was on a years ago we did you know when Letterman was still on we did a show a couple times and the first time we did it I bought. Bought like a suit to wear because I want to look like a cool, like, suit rock and roll guy. Mm. So I wore it and I had these got these new shoes and they were like slick as fuck on the bottom. Uh oh. Playing the song and I fucking fell. On the <laughs> <laughs> no. And so I played video? it off. Is there a video yeah. on this? Yeah, I'm sure because I'll uh, tell you this. Can't wait. I'll tell you this too. On top of that, you know, when they take a segment, when they cut away to commercial and they take a segment from like either they pull back from like, you know, the interview or they take a segment from the band. So they, the segment they took was me falling on the ground. But I was, I, what I did, I played it off like I was like spazzing. I fell and was like, well, you have to, I got to play off like this is a punk rock spazz thing. So I did that. I don't think anyone knew that was, that, that nobody knew that happened until I talked about it about a week ago a week oh, or so. Oh, man, again. that's awesome. Nobody knew, but I'll remember for the rest of my life, I was like, God damn it, I fucking fell on Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> I fell. <laughs> I, I, I went and was, <laughs> I went and and I, and, I, really and, and, and and I learned, like, setting such a high bar for your for those situations is a terrible idea, like, getting a suit. as stu- I should just, mm. like, getting a suit was setting this bar. Because, I mean, yeah. to me, it's like, yeah, I grew up as a musician for loving, me and I became a musician, and, you know, but I also grew up loving comedy. It's like Letterman was important to me. It, yeah, Letterman yeah. is important to me. So like going and playing Letterman, even though I wasn't performing as a comedian or a guest, I was performing as a musician, but still fucking cool. And yeah, we got asked back. Yes. We did it again. It didn't fall the next time. Actually, the second time we met Tom Cruise, which by the way, <laughs> Ooh. let me tell you about meeting Tom Cruise. Yes, please. He's, you meet him and you are sucked in. Immediately yeah. sucked sure. in, so charismatic. You are fucking sucked in. Then you leave and you're like, what? And then you know you the the the. And he's <laughs> excited to meet you. He's Tom Cruise. He's excited to meet you. He's you know jumping on the couch excited to meet you. And you're tr- you're you're completely tricked <laughs> by it. I mean, I'm not saying it's a trick, but whatever. You're entranced. And then you know, the interaction sure. ends, and you're like, what happened?
3: Yeah. You wake up in a uh, bathtub full of ice yeah. with, like, a you're scar kidney missing,
0: your kidney, like, kidney. Holy shit, Tom Cruise is so nice. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That's, like, all you can think about. You're like, I don't know about the kidney. But Tom Cruise, my God, what a nice guy. <laughs> that's
2: that's the I, – I know one other person who's met Tom Cruise, and that was the exact story she told. And she was just, like, in a room he was walking through. She works for television stuff, so she's, like, a production mm-hmm. manager. So she's just, like, minding her own business looking at a clipboard or something, and he walks through and, like, takes his time to stop and, like, meet her and, like, compliment her and then, like, continue on his way. He's like this, he's like a tornado of, like, weird positivity and mind tricks.
0: Yeah, well, it she makes must sense. Be so tired.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. I yeah, would be it's kind of exhausting. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. to do that let's not, all the but time. But let's,
0: let's not pity Tom Cruise. Let's not turn this into a Tom Cruise pity party. <laughs> Poor Tom Cruise. He must be Poor so Tom tired. Cruise. Speaking of, I'm not not to drop names because this is also a funny interaction. This is more recently. Wait, Jenny, like talk your,
2: about, do your Tom Cruise story.
0: You have a Tom Cruise story?
3: I... <laughs> do
2: you have a Tom I Cruise actually, story?
3: I don't have a personal Tom Cruise story, but I think it's, like, worth seeing if you haven't. I think on... Jules Holland, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, there's like this fascinating Tom Cruise interview where they're talking about one of the Mission Impossible yeah. films being being made, where he like, you know, he's like a maniac and he does all his own stunts. He's just like a total <laughs> lunatic. And you see him kind of like, time. yeah, he's trying to burn <laughs> it off. Uh, he's like running and jumping from rooftop to rooftop. And there's this one rooftop jump where he hits, he lands wrong and he breaks his foot against the wall, he like breaks it in half. And you see the shot from behind, then you like see it from the side and then you see it from like, so you see like the terrible bend of his foot and everything. Mm -hmm. And then they finally show the like head on shot. And this man breaks his foot in half and just keeps doing the take. Like he just keeps running. Like he lands, breaks his foot, Climbs over the wall and like you would never know from looking at him head-on that he just broke his foot and I think That that is many things but among those things that it is it is admirable and I Salute that ethic.
0: Wow. That I is don't all know. I, I don't know yeah.
3: You think if you break your foot you should just probably call it I call
0: that's it. Broke your foot. Oh, no, I mean, come on, man. You fell down on letterman
2: and you turned it into a weird spinning uh, curly on the floor moment
0: Yeah I think it's less embarrassing to like jump from rooftop to rooftop break your and break your foot than it is to like just take a quick tumble because <laughs> sl- slick shoes. You know, like whatever. Um it made me this made me think for some reason because we're just talking about Uber famous people that blow our mind you know, when you meet them, you're like, Oh my god. And it, it happened when Fallboy met uh Harrison Ford. This is like a few years ago. We did good, cool like, like good morning America. Yeah. So we, so he's doing this, he's doing one of the star Wars junkets, you know, like one of the more, I don't know if it's the the last one or one of, you know, one of, it might've been the second, the Ryan <laughs> Johnson one. Um, but and we meet him, we get to meet him and he shakes our hands and he goes, he tells us, uh, good luck with your career. He tells us good luck with our career. <laughs> this is where we've been a band for 20. We're nearly 20 years at that point. But I mean, like I wouldn't expect anything. It was great. It wasn't mean, <laughs> It was very nice and you're like what else do you expect like this guy's like in his like nearly in his 80s and he's been doing it since before we were all born basically so like <laughs> sure good luck with your Wild. Career. He, had his, he, had a, he had his earring his one earring he probably Is was he? hell yeah already. he's
2: kind of a dummy right i've heard he's just kind of like not that
0: smart i think he's a sto- i think he's a stoner
2: oh yeah i've heard that too
0: i think okay. he might be a, i think he might be a stoner he seemed like totally fine you know I mean, he's clearly like, yeah, I bet you are excited to meet me, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, his his oh, felt no. more real. His felt more real, and it wasn't again, it was not mean at all. It was just really funny, because he's that he's just that that old. He's been around for that long. Where it's like something else. It's something that's been around for nearly twenty years that is well known is completely and utterly off his radar, and he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to. He doesn't care, nor does he need to like know. He doesn't because he's Harrison Ford. And that's just such a different thing than Tom Cruise, who's like, been doing it. I don't know how old. I don't have no idea how old Tom Cruise is now at this point. To me, he's still like, he's in his twenties, but he's not. he Got to be in his sixties. Got to be in his sixties, right? It's gotta be. Yeah, but either way, you know, like that guy will make you feel like you're the most important thing in the room, which is an interesting super, interesting I can call it a superpower. I, I, yeah. I still I still prefer the prefer the Harrison Ford. He's like, yeah, you know I'm cool and I am cool, <laughs> and you're fine with me. Whatever you're gonna get. Well, I mean,
2: if okay you want to talk about Hollywood, like the Tom Cruise thing is like the epitome of Hollywood, right? Like,
0: 100. percent Because you know it's, it's smoke fake. and mirrors. He doesn't give a shit. smoke and mirrors. No, he doesn't give a shit at all. But like, what you don't know is not gonna hurt you. Right. I mean, it's also like ties very much into the Scientology. Harrison stuff, Ford
2: like, is main. And Tom Cruise is LA. Yeah.
0: What do you think about that?
3: Wow. Uh I love that for me.
0: Has being in is being in Maine <laughs> does that inspire? Is that has that been inspiring for you for your work? Yes. Yeah.
3: Like short answer, absolutely. I mean, I just like mo-
0: like more productive than you were when you were in Pasadena, cosplaying as a little old lady.
3: Yeah, I do. I mean. There are, I'm sure when like the world resumes, it'll, there will be challenges when things start to like move off more offline, you know, and stuff. Mm -hmm, But I'm excited to wake up here every day. And that was, you know, not where I was at, you know, in my last couple of years in LA. So just that as the baseline, you know, just kind of like
0: improvement. That's great. How were you feeling in those last couple of years in LA? I mean, you brought it up a little bit because there's all the impending, there were, there were the crazy fires. You were in Pasadena, so they're very, very mm-hmm. close to you. Yeah, and yeah. The, you know, earthquakes are, are happening. There were some big ones around that time. And then yeah. know, the, and then the pandemic, you know, on top and of that. The pandemic.
3: And like the week before, the week before uh, shelter in place started in LA, my partner and I moved into a new place that we thought was uh, in a like, quiet sleepy neighborhood in Pasadena but what we quickly learned and could you know and could not leave our house to escape for the ensuing months was that we were actually surrounded by party houses where people clearly did not you know give a shit about what was going on didn't care about like being safe or keeping distance and they definitely did not care about how loud like their music was which Uh, became like a problem because so much of what I do is recording all day You know, so definitely, like, that definitely added a sort of, like, torturous hellscape element to, like, my last year there. (laughs) You know, it was, like, very difficult.
0: Yeah, so it was just untenable. Um, It was, like, untenable all around.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, like, pandemic and, like, really loud neighbors, uh... And earthquake and forest fires aside, just put those four small things over the side. I mean, I was still, you know, like having a good time in L.A. for sure. I, You know, I.
0: You can say you hate it Al- out. You can say you hate L.A. I, okay. <laughs> you be def- I,
3: I definitely did. No, there's too many. There's yeah. too many people that I love and too much great stuff that I you know, got to make while I was there and will make when I go back, you know, like... It, for sure. It's just, no, it's, no,
0: I mean, it's... LA's got... I mean, like, listen, we've said some, like... We've talked about some of the obvious cliche tropey right. bad shit about LA, but LA has a lot of good stuff, and LA's a lot bigger than yeah. Hollywood, too, you know?
3: Yes, and, you know, there are people that, like, have that, like, that bad... Uh, that bad vibe. The, the bad industry vibe. But for, sure. you know, for every one of those, there's at least... One person that has an amazing, you know, who is a person who creates music, who has a great vibe, you know? So it's just like so much of L.A. is about like figuring out who your people are and like how to make stuff with them and how yeah. to avoid the people that will make you feel real bad.
0: Well, if you're working in the business, <laughs> you're going to meet some of the people that make you feel terrible. But yeah, I think it it's is it, it, it is important to have a have a kind of a a tribe or a crew of people that you like working with that uh get you and you get them and i think whether it's music or whether it can even music's nice because it's a little less like there's a little less of a corporate element i mean obviously there's there's major labels and there's a bunch of the industry i wanted wanted to ask like about
2: the music writing process is it like is there a mood you have to be in to write music because when you're writing like comedy or something it doesn't matter what mood you're in you just have Mm -hmm. to keep doing it and and like i i would imagine that music is harder to get over those like weird emotional blocks
3: I think it's kind of like, there's a part of it that's like lifting weights, right? And like, the more you do it, the more you can do, right? Yeah. And then there's like, like you were talking about earlier, like, oh, but like, don't you like love to feel really bad because then you have this emotional well to draw from. I've kind of like, I'm, you know, despite the sort of like mental health stuff that I interface with on a rolling basis, like I'm a relatively, positive, like optimistic, uh, up energy person. Right. Um, so like when I'm not experiencing a downswing of some kind that I can draw from, like I've, I've had to cultivate like other ways to just like get in that headspace. And it's more, I think about like remembering or like imagining, you know, making stuff up, uh, than necessarily like having to be in that mood in that moment because like again it's like as long as you're out in the world having experiences (laughs) continuously yeah uh not all of them will be good right and like you might like read a paragraph in a magazine article that reminds you of a thing that happened you know when you were in high school that like sets off this this chain reaction of uh emotional like fireworks in your brain or whatever
0: you know yeah Mm -hmm. i think it makes sense i think like There's a misnomer, at least, that like with with songwriting and maybe some people are like us, but they're like the moment you're feeling whatever feeling it is that you may end up writing about, that that is your muse and you have to go do it right then and there. And I think it is more what what you're talking about, where you pull from experiences, maybe, you know, everyone writes a little different. Some people start with lyrics. Some people start with music. I've always started with with music first. i always like come up with something cool that catches my ear melodically and then try to put Mm -hmm. you know and try to see what mood that may may evoke and then yeah then if like you know you get ideas from reading stuff or just experiencing things or going back through Mm -hmm. your kind of rolodex your your sort of uh your microfiche of memory (laughs) but is that different than (laughs) is that different than
2: like than writing you know when we write when we write scripts and stuff like that Yeah, I've never I've never had to, but maybe if you wrote dramas or something, you would. But like, I've never had to put myself in any sort of emotional state to, like, write.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's like I think I've talked about this recently with some people and like I'm not the most, you know, I'd love to hear this from like more experienced writers. But I would say my experience thus far is I think there's a there's a big connect between songwriting and writing stories. You know, writing, writing, writing scripts or because at the end of the day, there's, you have structure that you need to know. There's rules you need to understand first before you can break any of those rules. And mm-hmm. then I think at the end of the day, there are natural places and shifts where things change. You know, in stories, it's act breaks and songs, it's verse to pre-chorus to chorus, you know, um, you know, a song, I think, can more easily be manipulated into like having stranger structure, whereas a, st- a lot of stories follow very similar kind of rules but i think even then you know i'm sure you know if we sit here for long enough we can think of movies um i think christopher nolan used to do them a little bit before he got too big budget especially with like uh like memento or something that was a very strange right, right. structured film eh, i think he clearly on un- it still it is, fits. is it? it still fits <laughs> it is that's, it,
2: that's the whole it, that's it, the it, whole it, problem with screenwriting is you can kind of make anything fit if you want it but to. that's the same thing
0: with that's the same thing with songwriting too you can make anything fit when if you want it to as well i think and like right I will have arguments normally with non non musicians about what a chorus is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's the chorus. I'm like, that's not, and there isn't a chorus in the song, which is fine. It's just does it have just, to
2: Does it have to be a hook or what? what what's the definition? Chorus of a is normally
0: chorus? A, a, a a a something that happens multiple times in the song, that the song culminates to that is normally considered the mm-hmm. hooky. It's that you know, it's it's the your your main point you're trying to get across. You know. It is. It is the main point. It's. It's. That's the bullet point of the song. You know, if you have no bullet point, you kind of don't have a chorus. But then, like, mm. you also have songs like, especially some of the older Beatles songs. They're like all chorus. Like it's almost kind of like there is no verse. Like the yeah, whole like, thing help. is like, like yeah, or Love Me Do. You know, like the whole song. You're like the whole thing is just like, chorus. And you're like, <laughs> that's that's. So it's it's interesting. But I think, like I said, I believe there are it's not the whole reason why it made it easier for me to transition from songwriting to screenwriting, but it helped to like look at it in similar ways to go, okay, well there are natural places where things need to change. And if the transitions don't work, then there's a problem, you know, mm-hmm. with, with music, it's, it's normally notes. The notes don't work together. If they're not, there isn't a resolve and a transition, you know, and it's, it's the same, a story There has to be resolved. There has to be, at least you want to like, it's almost like, um, a lot of times like going from like a verse into a pre-chorus is like you have to have like a little cliffhanger to get you to that pre-chorus that leads mm-hmm. you with another cliffhanger and then in the chorus you get like your resolve you get you 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 get like oh okay this is where you were taking me to all right got it and then how do we but how do we get back out of this oh you transitioned me back into a reintro very interesting <laughs> you know so you know but I look at them very like in those ways that's what that's how my brain is able to like Hmm. see both, which I don't know if that's correct or not, <laughs> but it's correct for me. Does that make sense to anybody? Feels right. Yeah, feels right. Is that how you, how do you see, yeah. like, um, when you're writing, how do you, you know? Yeah, I'm is it math? These, is it like I'm, math I'm, to you? I'm, is, I'm it math be, yeah. or is it math and
2: structure, or is it just like, I'm gonna try a bunch of shit and see what happens?
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna song exploder you, but like, because I don't know how to, <laughs> but like, how, how do you approach, like, where do you start when you're writing a song is it, it and like, like Wade said, is it more, do you follow, are you like relying on structure a ton or are you more relying on just how things feel? So I'm more, for me, it's more feel before then I think about, is this fitting a structure or not?
3: Yeah, I think um, the spark can for me be anything. It can be like a word or a sentence or an image in my mind or a series of chords or a small piece of melody. Like it can start growing from any of those. To mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. sometimes in sessions, you know, stuff will start with the core, you know, we'll figure out, oh, this concept, this chorus, and then work backwards from there. That's like less my preferred mode. I kind of like to start at the beginning because I feel like when I start at the beginning, I have like a clearer idea of where I'm, I'm going, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. And there isn't, there's like an intersection, right? Like there is math at work, there sure. is structure at work, and there is feeling at work and finding kind of like the finding the uh, the place in like the sort of linear if a venn diagram is actually three cylinders Mm -hmm. uh and the cylinders are feeling math and structure where they where those cylinders overlap and move through time together as a song is like the thing i'm trying to reach for I but, guess.
0: You, but 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 you like to do the same thing. I think that idea where you like to kind of find a way into the song, and then see yes. where, and then like figure out where it goes. That's one difference yeah. between songwriting and story. That's a little. I mean, you can do that with a story. You can like have a way in and start writing and figure out where it goes. But like you do when you come when you start like outlining a story, you need to know at least where you think you're going to end it. Whereas like with songwriting, you kind of just can like be like, okay, I have a really cool part now what I need to come up with the next part that's going to connect to this. And you've already have your, yeah. you have that part, you have your mood, you have your tone already. So it kind of just can mm-hmm. le- like you, inf- it's almost like well, I mean, you, can songs, follow, you can follow it. Songs. You could just fade them out. Right. That's the, we don't
2: have an ending, Let's just fade <laughs> it out. Do, do people yeah, still yes. do that do people still that's like kind of a For 80s sure. 90s thing do people still just fade yeah. out
3: i think it's less common now but it's definitely still in
2: practice they're just like i don't that's know that's an, an just, album track because in my mind they're just playing forever like they never stopped they just <laughs> they, they just the rode away yeah. on a truck or something and i can't hear them anymore yeah yeah
3: yeah
0: <laughs> i i don't know if i've if i've written or been a part of writing Or even played on a song that's ever faded out. I might have. I just I'd have to go back and like listen to every single thing I've ever been a part of. I know like the last record that I wrote, fuck no. Every song ends ends. There's an ending, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's it, you know. Da da. Whatever. One of those two. (laughs) That's a great ending. Let's go with that. (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah. But is, all those songs that fade out <laughs> could just be like let's just do this chorus two to four times and then just end it it doesn't have to have some miraculous yeah. ending if you have a miraculous it's... ending good on you but you know you don't have to but yeah the fade out's an interesting <laughs> it, it is a bit of a cheap move um I don't know the police did it and I don't My uh, oh man I mean lots of good bands have done it it's just it always is Message seems... in a bottle is, is message in a bottle a fade out yep Send mm. and it just fades out the whole thing, yeah. That's a fade out. Well, it's not a cheap move. Yep. yep. Yeah. I but think. then how do you end that? Oh, I go da. Yeah. That's a good way to end yes, perfect. Okay. Anyone got a line the sting? Uh <laughs> we, you, wanna, you wanna you uh, wanna is, help is, him out on that? <laughs> is this more yeah, of a s or is this more this. of a Stuart Copeland pitch? <laughs> you know, Andy Summers doesn't want to hear it. Um, all I'm right, imagining well, that these are police band members. I don't know. No, they're actually co- they're actual cops. Can't be sure. They're actual yeah. cops. Oh no! You don't want to get caught in neat. You want to get caught by Sting's needle? I don't know.
2: Wait, uh, the police Yee. sting. The police sting. You, oh, yeah, you want to get caught right by there. the police?
0: Yes. Well, I don't know, but he's sting. Yeah, yeah. the Sting's sting, sting. Is don't that want to why he's sting?
2: sting? Because he was in the police? The police sting?
3: allegedly <laughs> he picked up the nickname sting because of uh, a black and yellow striped jersey that he had maybe it was like a from playing football uh, you know
0: uh soccer right yeah football yeah
3: i think that's the footy? legend anyway
0: footy yeah footy. footy i think we'll call it footy for this um, <laughs> hey
2: sting you look like a right bee in that in that, uh, in that kit, I'm going to call you... Well, I guess, what's his, what's his even... real name?
0: Michael? I don't. Something like that. Wait,
2: you guys don't know it? Oh, wow, I thought you would have just uh... like...
0: I'm going to look him up right now. No, it's okay. Oh,
3: so embarrassing. Gordon Matthew
0: Thomas Sumner. Gordon? Hey, Gordo, you look like a right bee in that kit. I'm going to call you Sting. Your name's Sting now. I don't even know if they would say... I feel like they call a bee there a stinger. So you oh, look they a, probably yeah, do you look yeah. like a, you look like a right stinger and then like they just come like a hey, Stinger. and then eventually just like a hey, sting yeah yeah pass, dropping the ER. You well, know, pass the point down the end and then passes the and you are like vol well, right on sting and then like you know then just sticks and <laughs> and the police
1: yeah all right you
0: don't want to name your you don't want to, by the way and we'll we'll end it with this nowadays you don't want to name your band police just putting it out there no
2: yeah it's a bad PR move
0: it's a bad PR move. All right, well, Jenny, thank you. <laughs> Seriously, thank you so thank much. You so for much. Thanks for coming it. on and talking about Sting.: Yeah. That thanks for fine. talking about Gordon, Gordon with us, but also thanks for being, I think, easily the most positive guest we've had. And that's a good thing. Wow. There's nothing thank wrong with you. being positive i think it's great uh, just
3: trying to you know get a slow lift going on honestly you know thanks for letting me see uh your dog joe and your cat wade oh yeah uh, no problem. that really those those things boosted my mood yes this guy sleeps
0: oh like no one's business. come on there he is. Really. oh that's
3: a good boy
1: he's
0: such a good boy yeah he's always wondering who the good boy is it's you man <laughs> You're the good boy. all right thank you jenny
3: yeah. Thanks so much. Jenny, guys. Thank
2: you so much. I'm a fan of your stuff. I looked it up. I'm, I, I really I'm, like it. I'm, a, I'm also a fan.
3: Thank you. So ah! <laughs> thank you.
2: Uh, there, <laughs> it <laughs> all, there it is. There's that anxiety.
1: Of- yeah. Yeah. Right, cut it. We're, we're done on the anxiety. Cut it. <laughs> Yo.
0: Listen, Wade, I have good news and bad news. How do you want to, how do you want, what do you want to hear first?
2: I don't know. I guess bad news.
0: The bad news is that's the end of the interview. Oh, we have to keep doing this Yeah, we're gonna close out Yeah, we're gonna (laughs) close out right now We're closing out So yeah, listen, that's the end of the interview You know, I think the only problem with with the interview Is that there isn't more of it It can't go on for forever Right Also, this is our last episode of the season
2: Oh, wait, is this still the bad news?
0: I think so What's the good news? I mean, I know we had an actual bad news section But this is just straight up bad news
2: Yeah, I don't like this because there's no article involved.
0: There's no article involved. I don't have an article about what's happening. But maybe one will get written at the end that we can then bring into the next season. That's the good news. We're going to come back and do more. And I think we're also going to do... Don't promise that. Who knows? Well, yeah, I guess it depends. If Heavy Metal (laughs) will renew us. Uh, Right. But there's a chance. Um, And also, uh, what's the other bit of good news? Oh, yeah, you and I, we're going to do uh, some, so we'll, in, in the meantime, between season one and two, some some mini kind of fun episodes we've been talking about, some stuff we're going to record. So we'll do that. Um, but listen, I want to say thanks to everybody that downloaded the podcast, listened to the show, let us ramble to them. Uh, I have read some of your comments, and you've said such nice things. and you've even said that we've actually been helpful to you which is kind of the whole point of this thing is to try to kind of bring an extra semblance of awareness to depression and mood disorders and mental illness and not make it such a weird thing to talk about cuz Wade and I are very like in a good way blasé and just like open about this stuff and we're hoping you know you guys can you guys and gals and everybody in between can kind of just relate to what we're going through, because we're all just people no matter what we do for a living, we're just we all feel the same stuff, except for serial killers. They feel different stuff.
2: Yeah, or billionaires. I'm pretty sure billionaires are, are a different breed.
0: Those are just serial killers that made money instead of killed. Which yeah, some of them kill. Some of them probably c- kill.
2: Their serial killing is just endless amounts of money. Killing it done. in the stock market? <laughs> just killing a dog.
0: Yeah, it's killing a dog. Well, listen. Tell you out there, aspiring billionaires, kill it. Tell your aspiring serial killers, I hope you get caught before you kill. Uh, <laughs> and to everybody else, uh, be well and just remember, it gets better. And we'll be back for season two with more yacking. Yeah. Thanks
2: for listening. What did you say? More yacking? Yacking. Okay. Yacking.
0: Yeah, yacking. Like just a, not throwing up. That
2: is that. Wait, what am I
0: thinking of? Yeah, same yep. word, right? I think you can do both. You can yak, bro. just yak. Also... Yeah, bro. You're proud of it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. Is a heavy metal entertainment production produced by Matthew Medney, Tommy Corial, and technical producer Mike Scalombro in association with Bretted Walter and John Lolo for Crush Pictures. And Ari Lubet for 3Arts Entertainment. Original music by Patrick Stump. You guys know who he is. Uh, and if you like this podcast and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. I know that's very desperate, but I'm a desperate man. These are desperate times. You're all desperate for validation. I'm desperate for validation. Let's validate each other by giving us a five-star review.